0: Welcome to the Public Services Reform podcast from the Centre for Market and Public Organisation. My name is Ramesh Vaithalingam and today I'm talking to Professor Simon Burgess who is Director of CMPO. And we're going to talk very broadly about public services reform in the light of the renewal of funding of CMPO's research agenda for for a further five years from the Economic and Social Research Council. Simon, I I wonder if you could start off by just laying out what the landscape is of CMPO's research programme. We have this idea of the public sector, you talk about public services and kind of your approach of public organisation. Can you explain those in a little, a little more detail?
1: I think, I think the core idea uh, is public service reform and thinking about ways of organising and delivering public services in, in a very general sense to the public. So I think there's a, a very important distinction to be made between public services and the public sector. Public services do not necessarily need to be delivered by the public sector um, they may well be funded but not delivered by the public sector and so on. So there's, this is about public services. Public organisation is a term essentially coming from within the economics tradition in the sense that study of firms and businesses and workers is referred to as industrial organisation. And that's meant to convey the general sense of just how businesses are organised and how they go about producing things, selling things. And so so the idea of public organisation is is kind of to reflect that, to mirror that, in the sense of thinking about what's the best way of organising society and firms and other organisations, public sector organisations, to deliver things like education, like healthcare, like uh, transport infrastructure, like justice and so on and so on. So that's that's, roughly speaking the territory that that we inhabit. Welfare reform is is another big area, obviously. Um, but I think public service reform is, is in a sense, a, a nice general description of what we do.
0: So let's talk a little bit more about this, this area of public organisation as, as akin, a if you like, to industrial organisation, because that's been a core part of CMPO's agenda and will be in the future. In terms of looking at the market structure of the education industry, for example, or the healthcare industry, can you can you tell us a little bit about what you plan to do there?
1: Yes. Okay. So we, we've. We spent quite a lot of time over, over the past few years thinking in general terms about competition in healthcare markets and uh, competition in education markets and so on. So that's competition between schools for pupils, between um, uh, hospitals for um, business, if you like. And we're taking that forward uh, in the next five years by looking in much more detail at the market structure. Uh, and again, as you say, in a way it's not too dissimilar from uh, industrial organisation thinking about markets for uh, regular goods and services. So, two examples would be we're thinking about the role of entry. What happens if a new uh, school sets up, in particular a new academy, is set up in a neighbourhood? What are the implications of that for um, the neighbouring schools, for example? What are the implications for um, the educational performance of the people living in the neighbourhood? We're also thinking about, uh, we have a project thinking about uh, mergers between hospitals and whether this is, the circumstances when this is good or bad for um, for healthcare, whether it's going to make it more efficient or less competitive and therefore less efficient. So there's again, there's a range of, of projects that we have that we're looking forward to doing that will uh, explore the market structure uh, in more detail and also linking the, the market structure of the um, for the service itself, to, to labour markets and capital markets. So you're also
0: developing a big new programme on the, the third sector, which is becoming a, a significant part of delivery of public service. Can you, can you explain a little bit more about what the third sector is exactly and, uh, and the kind of research approach you're going to take in
1: thinking about it? I think, I think this is a very exciting new development. The, the third sector um, is going to be a, a big player, I think, in delivering public services in, in, uh, in the future. The third sector is very, very diverse, so it's difficult in a way to sort of describe the thing as a whole. There are some very, very uh, small organisations, very local, delivering perhaps care just to a small group of people. There are other organisations which are national or international level organisations delivering international services. Charities, obviously. So universities, for example, uh, probably count as being in the third sector. They're not-for-profit organisations. I think that's the key. They're They're not public sector organisations, they're not profit-making private sector organisations, That's, I suppose they are the third sector, they're neither of those two.
0: Now the third strand of your your new research agenda is about neighbourhoods and segregation, issues like that, can you you explain what what, what that's all about?
1: I think there is a general recognition now that a lot of outcomes of public services are co-produced, if you like, They're, they're produced in part from inputs from the state so the provision of teaching, the provision of doctors, but also by what individuals do themselves and interactions between individuals. So, for example, in, in, in healthcare it's kind of obvious that um, the lifestyle that you live is also a, a very important part of um, your health outcome, how well you feel. And ed- education, uh, as well as the input from school, there's obviously what you do, what the child does at home, reading with the child and so on. But also peer groups, I think, are very important in the nature of your neighbourhood. And so we have to think about the interaction between uh, schools and neighbourhoods. And I think it's clear that it's well established that people will generally think about schools when they're deciding where to live. And so you can you can see that the um, quality of a school, the academic quality of a school, may well have an influence on the nature of the neighbourhood around it. So that's the, the kind of that interaction between provision of public services and um, formation of neighbourhoods and then the the impact of the neighbourhood back onto the outcome for the schools that we're interested in here and yes as you say one of the outcomes um, potentially is a very segregated society that you get islands of uh, sort of more wealthy people living around high quality schools if you like and poorer neighbourhoods with sink schools uh, in other areas so that that's the issue of segregation that we'll be looking at
0: can you tell me broadly how you go about doing research at the MPA? What, what are the different approaches that you bring to lo- analysing all, all, all these issues in terms of the use of theory, use of different empirical techniques?
1: So the Centre is mostly made up of economics, and most of what we do is economics. But but it's very important to point out that we're not all economists, and not all of what we do is economics. There are very important contributions to the Centre from colleagues in geography and colleagues in the School of Law here at Bristol. I think one of the most fruitful interactions over the past few years in the centre has been between economists and geographers and economists and lawyers so for example in in areas that I know about um, working with geographers in thinking about schools and the catchment areas of schools and how to analyse that has been extremely useful so the centre is very definitely a collection of talents from economics geography and law and as we go forward we're uh, also working with uh, people in social policy most of what we do is very quantitative so we're talking about numbers about large-scale data sets rather than qualitative research but again i think as, as we go forward that's going to that's going to change slightly and there will be some qualitative work coming in as well
0: final question simon you, you you've said that public services reform is perhaps the best all-encompassing term to describe the CMPO's agenda. And that, of course, is very much part of the political agenda at the moment. It's something that Labour's been talking about since it came to power and it's something that the Conservatives and Liberal Democrats are talking about a, a great deal. Can you, can you give us some feel for how your research interacts with, the, with these big policy debates?
1: I, I think this is crucial. I think we see uh, the Centre as playing a, a very important role in, in public policy debates. We certainly wish to contribute to, to those debates uh, with the, the research that we do. I think public service reform will always be on the agenda uh, in the sense that it's, I doubt it will be a problem that ev- that's ever sorted to everybody's satisfaction. Um, and it's also on the agenda around the world, not just in this country, both in developed and developing countries. Um, people are trying to understand how to make schools work better, how to make healthcare work better. And we do our best to, to publicise the research that we do through, through a variety of um, channels, and we look forward to continuing to do so.
0: Simon Burgess, thank you very much you